0: Hello and welcome to That One Case, the podcast where lawyers share stories of the cases that influenced their careers. My guest today is Bridget Ferraro, CEO of iCopy. iCopy is a records retrieval and subpoena preparation service that works with law firms to do the heavy digging when it comes to finding the documents they need. On today's show, Bridget tells us the story of her firm's impressive feat of sourcing a set of documents in two weeks that took others six months. I would love for you to just give us a bit of background on the work that you do, because obviously you're not, and I forgive me if I'm wrong in this, but you're not a lawyer yourself, correct? You just work with firms on something very specific.
1: Yes. So we are a records retrieval firm and our partners are attorneys and law firms that need typically medical records. So their practice wow. is typically in the area of personal injury, medical malpractice, maybe it was workers' conference workers comp Um, and then we also for those clients will provide some other services because as our business has been around for 11 years you have clients that are like oh can you do this can you do this I like to call it the side hustle within our business where it's like yeah anything because our whole mission is to make their life easier and attorneys and paralegals oftentimes have things on their plate when you think about their billable hours that is a waste of their time, really. And so how can we empower them to outsource the things um, that aren't worth their time and be able to maximize the time that they're able to spend on the things uh, that really uses their genius and the things that they, you know, got their degree or education to do?
0: Awesome. So it's. I, I would love to just dive into this story that, that you you kind of highlighted here. So yeah, it sounds like you, you kind of did a job of uh, of getting hold of some records that took a really long time for someone else. So can you set the scene for us? When was this? What was the what was what was the case? And and kind of how did this all get started?
1: Yeah. So this would have been early twenty twenty, like pre pandemic, and we were onboarding a brand new client. So in our line of business we're not oftentimes talking to potential clients that don't already have someone that's providing the service for them. So from our perspective, when we are, you know, trying to get new clients and having those conversations it's oftentimes, what are you currently experiencing? What are your pain points and being able to communicate that we're solving for that. And so for this particular client, um, they were really struggling with like status updates. So even though they're putting in their orders, They have no idea what their provider has done for them to go get those records. And it had been six months since they had started trying to get records um, from Puerto Rico. And so it tends to be a little bit longer of a turnaround time when you're dealing with records that are out of country. Um, But six months is pretty insane. And they couldn't really tell us, hey, this is what's been done, so that we could know how to use that information to try and get them for them. And um, we, do due diligence differently than other people in our space because our clients give us basic information on where we need to go, but then we really go into the rabbit hole on like, Google, calling, verifying information, an ounce of prevention is better than a pound of cure of finding out that it didn't get to the right person in the first place and you do it all over. And so we did that with this Puerto Rico case, did all of the calling on the front end before we sent anything and made sure we had the correct, um, you know, fax and email and um, had to mail out actual um, documents that that were needed to get these records. And we got them within two weeks digitally when it previously took six months, so that is kind of our most recent crazy success story. Because oftentimes, um, depending upon what state you're operating in, there can also be a waiting period um, where you can't even really follow up until after it ages a certain amount of time. So that was a, a pretty exciting one for us to be like, oh, okay, like there is a method to our madness. It, it works
0: definitely. So tell me, what do you think that uh, that that these these firms that that aren't maybe, uh, yeah, aren't able to kind of get these results as quickly? Like, what is it that they're getting wrong or that they're like not doing right?
1: Yeah, we actually we do a couple webinars on this and give people the highlights of like, you know, if you want to do it as quickly as we can, here's all the things you need to do. And so the first one is definitely that due diligence. Find out on the front end that what you're sending is going to get to the right person the first time. And then depending upon the state that you're operating in, know what your waiver periods are and when you can start following up. Um, But you can confirm with a location that they received it. So you're not following up to be like, hey, give me a turnaround time, where are you at with that? But to confirm that they received it because a lot of these locations, whether it's a big hospital system, if you wait to confirm that they received it until after the waiver period and they didn't receive it, they have their own internal processes and cues So that means that you send it the second time and they receive it. And it's kind of like you're starting from ground zero and you've really lost that time. So making sure that you're confirming that they received it as soon as you're sending it is really important. And then um, payments. So in our line of business, records retrieval firms are often a pass through. So we uh, pay the cost to the location for those records and then they pass through to our client, but we're fronting that. and, uh, And then when we onboard a new client, we do the work, we front those costs, and then we might not see payment for ninety to one hundred and twenty days. And so, just like any business, depending upon if that's uh, a piece of the pie for you, cash flow can be an issue. So, just making sure that you, when you're onboarding a new client or even just managing what you have, um, that you're you have a really good CFO or accountant that's making sure that um, you can be as timely as possible. So, we have some pretty strict pieces where we can't control the US Postal Service. Once something goes in the mail, I have no control over how long that takes. Once something gets to a location, I have no control over how long they take. But I have control over from when my client gives me an order to when I get it in the mail. I have control over when I get an invoice that has to be paid, when I pay it, And then from when I physically have the first touch point of receiving those records, how quickly am I processing it and turning it around to my client? And so those are the big pieces where if you're doing it yourself or if your provider isn't um, producing for you in the way that you would like, I would ask like, what is your process? What is your turnaround time? From this point to this point, what's your expectation of your team or or staff that are managing that on when they, when they get it done. And so for us, every part of our um, piece that we can control, we have a one to three day window. So we are turning it around as quickly as we possibly can so that we're shortening that turnaround time in the areas we can control.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. So I wonder, like one of the things that comes up up quite often in our conversations um, with um, attorneys and lawyers is that, uh, it, soft skills, the importance of soft skills right in in the work that they do. And so I wonder, is there sort of a way that you go about things that you're doing that kind of helps to expedite these things in a way that maybe other folks aren't seeing such success? Like, tell us about that side of things.
1: That is a very good question and very intuitive, Harry. Um, yes, they from a from a location standpoint, you could have a hospital system where we, depending on the client, they might go pretty regularly to that particular hospital for records on a whole slew of cases, right? And so we know that there is a um, not it's not really quantifiable value in building relationships with specific people within the facilities. Um, so much so that I will share with clients, Hey, like we're not going to publicly put on our platform that you have access to the name and number and all of that of who we're contacting, because they don't want anyone else contacting. Like I will have people that we work with that if you know, their information gets public and other people are bugging them, they're going to be like, Bridget, who did you give my number to? <laughs> um, but doing doing the relationship building is something that, that just really helps in being able to call someone up when something's been stuck for a while and knowing who to call to be like, hey, I know this isn't in your court. Can you do anything for me? Especially if I have a client that has a deposition coming up or an expert hearing. Um, I mean, everything is urgent all the time. I'm sure, as you know, from talking to lots of attorneys, but there are very particular things that when that trigger happens, like you need it now, you need it yesterday. And if you don't have it yet, even though you could have done everything that you were supposed to along the way, you still have to go and apply more pressure and more, you know, hold people's feet to the fire.
0: Right. So in in my line of work, like gatekeepers is a thing. Like when you're dealing with these folks, are they, the people you're speaking to, are they the ones responsible for delivering the records or are they kind of you know receiving the information then going and speaking to the people they need to on their side, because then you're kind of like one person removed from the man or woman who's like responsible for the thing that you need do you know what I mean and that's a that's a difficult relationship to manage it's like can you make them hurry up please it's really hard
1: it's very much like i talk a lot about like product managers or case managers right like you might not have direct reports in the sense of what we think about in the professional setting but you're managing a ton of humans who don't directly report to you that you need them to do their stuff to move your stuff right and that is a whole other level of People management um, or even just like general work management and so that is a piece where our case managers are are really phenomenal and do uh, do the work to build the relationships and depending upon the size of the location we have the access to the direct person who's like yep cool they can hang up the phone they can go do it they can process it and I can have something in an hour whereas in other ones there might be multiple layers And it can take a few days, but they still should do their best. You know, what's the phrase where it's like honey, honey gets the work done or sugar, you know, like be kind and nice and and thoughtful and sweet and people are going to want to do a lot more for you.
0: (laughs) A huge thank you to Bridget. It really seems that no matter what your role is within the legal industry, having the ability to manage relationships is crucial. If you want to find out more about Bridget and iCopy, you can find all the links in our show notes at thatonecase.com. And if you did enjoy today's episode, I really would appreciate you sharing it with one other person you think would also find it interesting. All the details on how to subscribe are over at thatonecase.com. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you again next time as Ian Alexander tells us the story of That One Case.